Good morning and welcome to our Sunday service. We want to also welcome all those who are watching us online. And we want to welcome especially the group from Palo Alto who has come up for the weekend. There are nearly 25 of them and they spent the day yesterday planting tulips. So they're Like so much on the spiritual path, we have to wait a little while, but the beauty of the effort will bloom in its due time. This morning's topic is reincarnation, the spiral, spiral staircase. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, Jesus Christ tells us, Him that overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. There is a difference between church dogma which are based on reasoned deductions from scriptural statements, and the pronouncements of wisdom, which are based on inner realization of scriptural truths. Reason, like a train, can only follow already existing tracks of human experience. Human memory, being short, is seldom able to cross back over the threshold of a person's present existence. Biblical references to previous lifetimes on earth are overlooked in the deductive process, and we find them, therefore, excluded from the body of official dogma. Nevertheless, such references exist. The Bible itself presents them, as does Jesus in this passage, not as abstract teaching, but as direct personal perception of truth. In the same way, Krishna, in the Bhagavad Gita, silences Arjuna's reasonable doubts on the subject, not by reasoned argument, but by the frank statement contained in the fourth chapter of that great scripture. O oh, Arjuna, you and I have passed through many births. I know them all, though you, O chastiser of foes, recall them not. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Om, Thank you all for coming. And as always, I want to thank the musicians and the chanting. That one chant you did, Come Out of the Silent Sky, one of my favorites. And I just felt to share a little bit of the background of it because not everyone may know it. There's a beautiful uh, natural reserve near 29 Palms in Southern California called Palm Canyon. And Master used to go there on camping trips. He 
Swamiji told us, if you can, and I believe what Swami tells us, Master invented the motorhome. And so he would take some of his disciples and they would go camping at Palm Canyon. It's a, we've, Jatish and I have been there. It's one of the most ancient stands of these huge palm trees. It, it feels like prehistoric. I mean, they, they're huge with big fronds, very tall. And there's a beautiful little stream that flows through it. And they, uh, it said that his disciples, Durga Mata said that he would take the people camping, his disciples, and he'd sit, he'd go to the stream, and he'd wash his long hair in the water, and then he'd sit on a rock in the middle of the stream and let his hair dry in the sun, long, beautiful, flowing black dresses. And he wrote that song at Palm Canyon. And so I, whenever Jatish and I went there and meditated a number of times, and so that song always reminds me of that. So thank you for singing that. So. We have an interesting subject today, reincarnation, and I kind of picked a whimsical uh, reading from Whispers. Master is so great, he goes from uh, the furthest expanses to, of infinity to the little cricket. And so he compares us to little crickets. I will hop from eternity to eternity my gold gossamer astral body, shining with the spark of immortality, hopped cricket-like from one blade of existence to another. Thou hast clothed the barren soil of eternity with grass blades of many cycles of time. I will hop to them one by one from one blade of pleasure to another until I can leap to the safety of thy reassuring hands. With living threads of joy, I was formed. I am happy to have danced my part in this cosmic show. But I have done now with restless hopping. I would find rest at last in cosmic changelessness. Human lives, again, like slowly moving camels, plodding ponderously over broad, sandy deserts toward the oasis of self-awareness. As developed beings, their astral bodies pass also from planet to planet. Only in thee, at last, do they find what they were seeking always. Lord, give me again the perfection of fulfillment in thy love of infinity. So Swami calls, titles this passage for today's reading, The Spiral Staircase. And of course, that's from Master's poem, God, 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 from the depths of slumber as I ascend the spiral staircase of wakefulness, I will whisper, God, God, God. And so when we speak of reincarnation, you know, people can go off on so many tangents with this. Oh, I was this and I was that. Swami would tell the joke of, I think it was in the New Yorker magazine of these two kind of society matrons saying, oh, 
I just learned about reincarnation. And guess what? We get to come back. <laughs> and that's not how the devotee sees it. That really, when we talk about reincarnation, it's intricately linked with the law of karma and the theme of both the law of karma and reincarnation is the movement towards freedom. And so we need to understand that we have made many, many choices over many lifetimes. As our Krishna says to Arjuna, we don't remember those choices, but they stay with us. And there's many references, though subtle, in uh, autobiography of a yogi when Master first get, catch said the glimpse his first glimpse of his guru Sri Teshwar, and he said, "Anciently familiar he seemed to me, the face that had come into my dreams over and again from early childhood." And then on that first day when he comes to Sri Teshwar's ashram, and Sri Teshwar, they spend the whole day together. The first time guru and disciple are really together in this lifetime. And then as the sun is starting to set, Master kneels and touches Sri Ekteshwar's feet. And he said, this was not the first sunset that found me kneeling at those holy feet. And so he's, he's alluding again that this, this lifetime, there's, it's not the first. And uh, Master also said that he remembered every person he met, if they had met before in another lifetime, especially those who had been his disciples in another lifetime. And I remember once Swami Kriyananda was hosting another spiritual teacher, I believe it was um, Sankshav Das, and they were having lunch together it was up at the meditation retreat in a dining room, and I was serving their table, and so kind of standing behind them. And Swami said to this visiting uh, spiritual teacher, but I think he said it for our benefit, he said, look at all these people, they're so devoted to Master, and they never even met him in this lifetime. Surely they have been his disciples in past lives. And I was standing behind him, and I almost started cheering. I was so happy to hear that. I've never forgotten it. But it's true of all of us. How many people read Autobiography of a Yogi and say, oh, that's a nice book, and then go about their lives? But some of us, all of us here, read it. And whether it was immediate or over time, we said, this is mine. This is my own. And that's a past remembrance of that connection. But as I was saying, the law of karma and the law of reincarnation are intricately linked. And we have the good karma of being on this path and of following this great master. And that's, that's not to be taken lightly. Don't throw it away. Don't. Don't say, oh, well, you know, I have other things I want to do in life. I want a career, or I want this or that, and I'm going to leave the spiritual path. No, no, no. This is a great gift that has come. And use it with awareness. But 
The law of karma, as I said, we have made choices. And we're in and the more choices we make that are not in attunement with higher consciousness, with God's will, the more we are bound by those choices and we don't have freedom in them. And then we, we are bound to the wheel of reincarnation until all of those choices can be equalized. So maybe we, we really uh, were selfish in a past life. And then in this life, we tend have a tendency to think of ourselves first. But then remember the law of karma. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So whatever we do, it comes back to us with the same intensity that we put out. So how do we break the bondage of karma and get out of the cycle of reincarnation? Well, first we need to recognize, if you can, and it's worth really focusing on and introspecting and meditating on, what patterns in my lifetime are not uh, being prompted by my own choice, but by past decisions that I have made. And as I said, if you find yourself being greedy or selfish in this life, and you don't like it, well, recognize that was a pattern before, and put out equal, and I would even say stronger energy to overcome that, to be especially generous, to be especially giving. If you tend to have a tendency, for example, to be critical or judgmental of others, and you don't like it, it just sort of comes, then make the effort to put out the equal and opposite energy to be supportive and accepting of other people. I, we've told this story before, but one of our dear friends said, said she has this practice. Whenever she starts to criticize somebody, she'll do this. Like, let's say she'll say, for example, oh, uh, Sally is uh, always late. She never can get any place on time. And then she always adds, just like me. And so she points it back to herself. And, and then she sees how it feels to be judging another person. And so look at those patterns that you feel are not being prompted by your own free choice and your own decision. And try to counter those. You know, there's a saying from uh, soldiers and military leaders who have been caught in tremendous battles. They call it the fog of war where you, you just make decisions and you don't know why, and, and some of them are not good decisions, but your mind is clouded. Well, my friends, there's a fog of karma. And it's things we do that we don't choose to do, but there's a kind of a clouded perception. And that's what I ask you to, to really meditate on. Where do you feel that in your own life? Where do you feel that fog of karma where you're saying, I don't want to make this decision. Why am I doing this? Why am I being greedy? Why am I taking the whole pie for myself? I don't want to do that. But it's that fog of karma of past actions. And we come back again and again, driven by those that fog of karma, until finally we begin to ascend the spiral staircase. 
And we say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I have a choice. And when you realize that, my friend, that's the beginning of unlocking the karmic cycles that keep us bound on the wheel of reincarnation. When you realize, I have a choice. No one's making me do this, and my own past karma is not compelling me. Sri Teshwar said, what man has done, he can undo. And we have to remember that. We come from freedom, and we go to freedom. And it, it, it's one of the thrilling aspects of the spiritual life, where you just realize, I can make a choice and act and behave in a way that is in my, the highest interest, not only for me, but for everyone around me and for the world at large. Sri Teshwar said, the more a man is rooted in self-realization, the greater his influence on the whole world, whether people know him or not. We were talking yesterday in our satsang with the Sevaka members, uh, a friend of ours, Phil Goldberg, who wrote uh, a very fine biography of Yogananda. He's a, he was a journalist and a historian, and he did years of research. It's a very fine book. But he said, he, asked, he mentioned to us, and I thought it was a very thought-provoking statement. He said, what would the world have been like if autobiography of a yogi had not been written? Very interesting thought. The impact of that book on the whole world, of awakening people, helping them to begin the spiral staircase of wakefulness, a very powerful, very powerful tool for our times. So to get out of the fog of karma by countering compulsions with free choice. And even if you don't succeed, even if those compulsions seem like, I've tried so hard, but I keep ending up, don't worry. The fact that we affirm that we have free choice will in time break that karmic cycle. What are other tools to free ourselves from karma and reincarnation? the tools and techniques of our path of meditation, and particularly Kriya Yoga, where we just feel over time, it doesn't happen immediately, but over time, you feel the magnetic currents in your spine that it's like a, a mystic river is just washing out all that little uh, trapped energy of past karmic compulsions. And little by little, that energy is released at the spiritual eye. It's, it's one of, as it says in autobiography, uh, Master Sanskrit scholar Swami Kebalananda, Kriya Yoga is the greatest tool for self-realization through self-effort ever given to mankind. Again, don't take it for granted, the tools that we've been given and use Kriya with the thought, I am getting out. I affirm my own freedom. And if I'm not done in this lifetime, as it says in the Bhagavad Gita, I'll go as far as I can and I'll pick right up again until I find that freedom. It's a thrilling thought. And then another important way to understand that we break the cycle of karma and reincarnation is the grace of the guru. 
ultimately, that's the most powerful. I remember many years ago, I was having a difficult karmic test, and I, I couldn't seem to break out of it. And I did everything I could think of. I affirmed, and I visualized, and I prayed, and I was working at it. Uh, I was new on the path, so I probably wasn't very effective, but I tried. And finally, I didn't seem to be making any headway. I just this negative attitude that was there. And finally, I said to Swami, I, I happened, to, I didn't want to bother Swami. He had so much he was doing. But we happened to just be at the same moment, at the same place at the same time in one of the offices here. And I thought, oh, OK, I'm going to take, I'm going to use this moment. And I said, Swamiji, I can't seem to get the right attitude on this. I've tried everything I know how. And he just laughed. And he kind of patted me on the head. And he said, don't worry about it. These things are ultimately God's grace. And he walked away. And that was that. But both are needed. We have to understand the ultimate change is God's grace. But then we have to do our part. And we have to live in freedom. And all of these things help to combine to finally get to the point where we say, I don't need to come back unless I choose to. And, you know, Swami Kriyananda was, he, he was a great soul. The more time that goes by since his passing, the greater I realize he was. He put a veil over our eyes. He didn't want us to be in awe of him. And so he joked and laughed and read P.G. Woodhouse stories and, you know, just was very human with us. But he was so much more than that. And for a number of years, he would say, if I'm able to achieve freedom in this lifetime, I choose not to come back. I've suffered too much in this life. I don't, I don't want to have to go through suffering anymore. But then, in the last few years of his life, he changed. And he said, if Master wants me to come back, if I achieve freedom, which I'm sure he did, if Master wants me to come back I'll, to help others, I'll come back willingly. That's what he said at the end, the last few years. So beautiful. But we need to, again, it's free choice. Master said, too, I will come again and again, in that beautiful poem, God's Boatman, crossing a million crags of suffering with bleeding feet, if need be, as long as one stray brother is left weeping by the wayside. But that was his choice. And that's what we're moving towards. If we find freedom and we choose to come back to help others, that's our choice. If, if we say, you know, I think I'm going to sit this one out for a while. I think I just want to rest in the astral world for a while, then, then that's our choice too. But remember, and finally, I'll close with these thoughts. When we think about reincarnation, and people, as I say, can get all involved with who is who and what was what and this life and that life, none of it is important. I'll read a passage from Master's most advanced woman disciple, Sister Gyanamata, Mother of Wisdom. Very deep, wise, dispassionate soul. But ultimately, what we were, who we were, 
is unimportant. What is important now is one single thought, I want freedom. And Gyanamata echoes this. This is a letter she wrote to Master on this topic. She says, this is a book, God Alone, Life and Letters of a Saint, and most of it is our letters too that she wrote to Master or to other disciples. And so she must have been writing him about someone and had a conversation with her about a vision he had had of her with Master in a former life. And she said, please note, she says, my divine Master, please note that I made no inquiry into the truth of X's statement about me. She didn't include the name. I did not come to you and ask if I had been with you in the incarnation about which he spoke. The thought stirred a certain amount of interest, but I knew it was not important. What is important is what I am now, what I have become because of all my incarnations. My best and most important memory is what I am. You teach that it is folly to dwell upon the past or the future, the day that I am earnestly looking forward to if I may look forward to that much, is the day on which I shall know myself to be free from all incarnations, when I shall see them lying dead around me like withered leaves that have fallen to the ground around a tree. Whatever, whoever I have been in the past, in this, the most important incarnation of all, I am Gyanamata, the work of your hands. Please pray for me that I may stay firm and unshaken to the end with reverence, gratitude, devotion, and love, but not enough, oh, not enough, Gyanamata. And so the same is true for us, friends. Whatever we've been, it doesn't matter. Whoever we've been, it doesn't matter. In this life, we are disciples of a great, great, guru, avatar, enlightened being. And that's the most important incarnation of all. The past is just a dream. The future we cannot know. But in this moment, if we choose, we can find freedom and break the cycle of karma and reincarnation. God bless you.